Yeah. Take the shot and someone slap someone. Welcome back. It's week six of the AKSI Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host every week. You know me as Mr. Prez, Connor Kaysen. Every week I'm joined by the co-host and founder of the pod, Randy. Hell yeah. Fried rice, yim. Randy, how you doing today? It is the end of almost the end of week five. I am feeling good with a come from behind victory after Monday night football. It was amazing. Feeling good, feeling great. So what were you feeling with Monday night football? I, I assumed a lot of us were watching that game with Justin Herbert uh, making his first Monday night football start. Uh, close ending. It wasn't so close for you in fantasy football ending though, right? Like wh- how are you feeling in that game? Yeah, there was a lot of feelings uh, leading up to it. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it more, but, you know, I, all of us can agree we all watched the game because of Justin Herbert, and I had more incentive because Justin Herbert was my starting quarterback. Um, so that was all good stuff, and pulled out the victory, and we are happy today. We it was happy. a very, very big victory. It's a very big victory over our special guest here on the pod this week. We're very lucky to be blessed by the very own commissioner of the AKSI Fantasy Football League. OG, OG. Mr. Leo Pachette. How you doing, Leo? Yeah, I was doing good. I was really excited to get this podcast started, and then you guys just got me over here all riled up, like rubbing salt in the wound. I feel like Goku about to go super saiyan on this podcast, so <laughs> excited to be here. Well, we're, we're very excited to have you on the show, Leo. And we got, what do you think about the show? We've had a lot of seasons of fantasy football, and it slowly was getting less communicative. And so now we've got this ridiculous show. Uh, what do you think so far? <laughs> I love it. You guys uh, definitely brought another edge to the AKPFFL uh, Fantasy League. Um it's impressive that you guys were just talking about this, but that you guys just go an hour and a half straight. Like I got really nervous coming on today. Cause I was like, shit, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to get multiple beers. Like I gotta, I gotta make sure I keep up the level of professionalism you guys have brought. Um, and so, yeah, it's been great. I will say I'm excited to be on here to help you guys do the picks this week because I am not going to be holding back like you guys are with your picks. You're always so PC. You're always, Oh, yeah, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be a good matchup. I think, you know, hell yeah, fried rice is going to win. But, hey, maybe twin the day will win. You never know. They'll just go out there and have fun, guys. So going to definitely bring a little bit more of an edge to those picks. And, and same with my chest. Well, since Leo's going to be taking uh, more same with his chest on these picks, maybe we got to include him on uh, next next week's beer, beer chug challenge. I think so. Yeah. I think it definitely has to happen. And if – if I think there's only one winner and two losers in this case. And uh, if Leo, if you're. So Leo question for you as commissioner, obviously it's been a crazy year with the pandemic. How has that affected you in running this league um, dealing with all the COVID and changes? Yeah. um, I have kind of been a true believer that COVID is just something we have to deal with. Uh, I mean, you can't use it as something as an excuse or 
um, something that is going to like negatively affect or I don't know. It's just like you kind of roll with the punches. Um, you know, Tiger, I, I spoke to Tiger Woods not too long ago and he said something along the lines of, you know, we're going to get knocked off course and you just have to get back up again. So as a commissioner, though, this league is so uh, light duty. Like you guys are all so gracious with your involvement and it's a $40 league, right? We're all here just to have fun. So, um, but like this last week was the most complicated, I would say, um, just with the moves to, to Tuesday night football, um, moves to the following week. Um, and <laughs> the, the fact that we're doing this on Tuesday night football, we're getting O faces from Randy right now. Um, but uh, having just to like make that adaption of like opening up a bench spot, but that's it. And just want, want, not wanting to make too many radical changes because then it's just going to become a precedence that I don't want to get into doing too much for this league. Like, I, I also do this to have fun, so making more work for myself is not in my interests. Randy, what happened? Um, Le'Veon Bell just got released by the Jets. That was the news that just came in just now. Dang, that is breaking news here on the podcast. So <laughs> Heard it that, here first. That was a big O face that's not going to be visible on the pod. Who's, who's got Le'Veon Bell in the league? Jeremy. Woo! I, the Seahawks, the Seahawks need a, a running back, don't we? <laughs> Maybe, but Leo. So I really appreciate everything you've done um, during the COVID times. I think one of one of the biggest moves, obviously, you know, going into this week was adding an additional bench spot. Um, can you kind of go into like the reasoning for it, and then what's like the actual process for those that utilize that additional bench spot? Yeah, so it's a temporary bench spot. Right. Um, so I know there were some managers, you actually had sent me an example of what a different commissioner was doing um, by tracking players. Um, I'm sure they're using some kind of Excel form or something to kind of set up a just in case clause, um, which sounded like I said, like a lot of work to do and um, a lot of intricacies there. Um, and just a lot of gray area where this extra bench spot really taking a shower Sunday morning. I was like, I got to do something. Um, so let's just create this extra bench spot, allow managers to add a person without needing to drop somebody because everyone on, um, hopefully on everyone's roster is, you know, a value or an asset to, to some extent. So not forcing them to drop someone, but still needed to make that decision and like in true fantasy football form of having to play that risk reward. And so that extra. Awesome. So Leo, um, you know, Going back to, you know, the COVID stuff that you've been um, and the work that you've been doing, one of the things that um, I've appreciated is that you've added an additional bench spot. Uh, would you be able to kind of go over, you know, the reasoning for that and what's the actual protocol for this bench spot? Yeah, it was my, it was my 6.30 a.m. Uh, text uh, novel not, uh, not enough for you? No, <laughs> I, I kid because it was definitely something I just thought of like last minute. It was like I was showering before. Uh, 7.50 tea time and I was like I got to do something before I go play golf so um, I was like what can I do that's like simple enough for the team to like or the managers to pick up on and utilize but isn't going to create a lot more work on my end and not create this precedence that's going to have to happen week over week and um, become just super cumbersome and, and make it more complicated than it needs to be and so this bench spot is a seventh bench spot that is going to be temporary week over week um, if we need it next week, we'll add it again, but it's going to go away tomorrow. So it allowed managers to pull somebody off of the waivers 
free of charge, right? Everyone's benches are pretty stacked. They're an asset to some extent, they're backup, they're handcuffed, whatever it is. Um, this additional pickup allowed them to just pick that up and not have to worry about dropping someone. And it was also kind of, I know you had sent me an example of somebody, another manager, another commissioner, another league, um, you know, having people send him what they wanted to do, like play this person if the Tuesday game gets pushed back. I didn't want to deal with that. Um, that's a lot of work for everyone involved. Um, and so this just allows people to play true fantasy football, which is a game of risk and reward. So you can pick your player that you know is probably going to play on Sunday. Like Connor said earlier, the Seahawks are probably a safe team, not going to get COVID, knock on wood, um, versus a, a Tennessee player that has notoriously been a little more risque um, this, this season. And do you play the person on Sunday that's safe or do you risk it on Tuesday um, and play somebody from the Titans? So that's kind of what my thought process was there. So Hopefully that makes sense for everyone. Um, I will be sending out another text message tonight from the commissioner's office, um, letting people know that they will be getting their player that they added free of charge dropped automatically tomorrow. No action is needed. Awesome. I think that's a great, great thing that you did, um, especially like still going into it tomorrow morning manually and dropping those those players. Um, it does, and it creates a way for anyone that decided, oh, I'm gonna use the extra bench spot and use them towards waivers like it cuts that that little kind of potential edge on anyone. Um, and so we've been in this league for 12 years, right? This is the 12th year we're doing it. Yeah. And you've been a, the commissioner for all 12 years. So first off, kudos <laughs> to you on that. Um, and the league has grown so much, right? We look at some of the things we've done, like we've attempted to try to trade draft picks, right? We have... Um, implemented a trophy recently what has been your favorite part of being a commissioner in the one of the most prestigious Woo! look at that he is showing us the trophy that doesn't belong to him right in front of us <laughs> but what is your favorite part of being the commissioner um, in this league and what does it mean to you to be the commissioner in this league yeah this is the only league that i'm in that has like a prerequisite Right. And what I mean by that is to be in this league, you have to be a member of AKSI. Um, and so I think that's pretty cool. Um, and you've been you know, pretty strict about that, too. Yeah. We've had people knocking on the door and yeah, we've said no a few times. Significant others. Nope. Not going to happen. Um, you know, 12 years strong with 12 teams. Like, yeah, we, we've got to stay consistent with what, what we started and what our ideals are. Right. So then I can say this on this pod because. It's, it's all AKSI brothers. I mean, you guys might have outside listeners. I don't know, but <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the, one of the things I'm, I'm like very proud of. Um, and then I think actually, Randy, to your point, I think we still can trade draft picks. I think it's still on in <laughs> the setting. So very true. For any of you listeners, yeah, go ahead and trade a draft pick. Is, is that free, free game? I know it's up there, but I think there's like a mutual kind of like, code to not trade draft picks if that's in there that does an extra level for me your boy that's always active on on the trade block by all means <laughs> i feel Game like it's, just, it's impossible randy you're the only one that can keep track of that by the following year like if i traded my draft pick i would not be remembering that by next august yeah same <laughs> I, would, I would have to set it in my calendar as like a reminder but i think leo would get that update as a commissioner because everyone stays the same like it's not like we have any turnover i yeah, think we're true. in in a point now where the league is kind of solidifying their don't see turnover i think the last change in the league was maybe 
three years ago. Um, yeah, this is, Jeremy's the most recent new manager, and I think this is his third year in the league. Yeah, and there was a time where the league felt like it wasn't going to last. It was really yeah. risky, right? We had one year there where there was less people, right, and some people left. And now it feels it feels like we're back and strong and like the 12 are solid. Yeah, we, we got a, got we got a waiting, waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Joshua, if you're listening, <laughs> the spot <laughs> opens up, you're number one, first man up. <laughs> He's uh, first on the waiver wire. Uh, exactly. So, so Leo, is there anything that you'd like to you, – you've got this platform, you've got everyone's ear. Besides the text message from the commissioner, what's something that you'd like to, like, address the league with? Man, that's a that's a good question. I don't I don't know if I have like a um, a state of the union type uh, comment ready for the podcast, um, but I just appreciate everyone sticking it out and uh, you guys. Like I said at the top of the show, um, you know, doing stuff like this to make it more exciting. Like you all know, I've tried to make the the um, the draft order as unique as possible. Since Oba was a puppy, he's always been the draft selector or he's been most consistently in the last five years. Um, we had Ollie as the special guest this year, which was really cool to, to be able to do that with Kristen. Um, so yeah. And, and I'm hoping for next year, like we're going to have a majority of the people in Portland. So it'd be awesome if we could do an in-person draft. So um, that's always been something that I've, I've wanted to do. So uh, maybe we can make it happen next year. We all get that vaccine. <laughs> that vaccine. It all depends Definitely. So Leo, you are the commissioner, but you are also a GM in this league. Oba's chunks, right? 12 years in the league. Everyone on this podcast currently has a whopping goose egg of championships among the three of us. How are you feeling as a GM? Um, knowing that, you know, you've been in it for 12 years. I've been in it with you for those same 12 years. Don't have any championships. What has your strategy been to kind of increase your chances um, going into this 12th year? Yeah, well, there's only three people that were in the league when it started that are still in it, and that's me, you, and Eric, and us combined as well have zero ships. Uh, but you know, you you don't you don't win championships by quitting. So I'm gonna continue to keep playing the games and continue to, to make the moves and trust in the robots. Um, I might be changing my team name this week from Oba's Chunks to Oba's Poops, though. Um, <laughs> so that that might be one change I make. Um, Fun fact, while we're on the topic of uh, legacy, no team has ever won the championship starting with a sub-500 record. So looking to break that streak this year. Uh, so that's something we got to look forward to. Hopefully if I get some, some players back. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit deeper later. Well, why not dive into it now? I mean, how do you feel about your team right now? I mean, you're going into, what, fourth, fourth loss in a row – I know mm -hmm. that's not the most ideal situation. You were my preseason favorite to win it all, right? I thought you drafted your QB one, your wide receiver one, tight end one, running back one, right? You had all the pieces. Um, and I think you've just been hit by the injury bug with Julio and CMC. And Lamar just hasn't been up to par. Like, how are you feeling uh, about your team right now? Um, you, have, you have kind of a so-so uh, matchup. I look at the next four weeks for you um to say if you were to win out to get back to above fight funded right you play connor this week um next week is daniel rachel is the week after and then lauren so um kind of a tougher schedule i feel great about my team 
I am, yeah, I will go into these next few weeks. You know, we don't have a lot to, to hang our hat on the last four weeks, but uh, moving forward, we get CMC back, we get Julio back, Lamar catches his stride. You know, he wants to defend that MVP title. Um, and the rest of the league is mediocre. Like, look at, look, at, look, at the, look at the standings right now. I mean, you've got two and two from third to 10th. All I needed, if I were to beat you this week, I'd be in that same cohort of mediocre. Like, right now, <laughs> I'm not. But I want to get into that mediocre and then, you know, catch stride in the playoffs. That's what it's all about. So, it's it's a nice thing that this is a fun league that we we send eight teams into the playoffs. So I'm thankful for that. That's for sure. Um, you know, I've been when I set the league up 12 years ago, waiting for this moment. So that's why I picked eight teams for the playoffs, setting it up for myself. But I thought I thought we picked six teams to go into playoffs in the top and the top two, and then six, seven, and eight are the top two in the consolation bracket. Is it six? I thought it was eight. I yeah, think I it's it I, I think it's six. But we say okay. top eight because. Uh, okay. If you're in the top two of the consolation bracket, you get the buy, and so you're out of the toilet bowl for what is now the last place. Mm. The loser, the toilet bowl, is the last place team. Um, okay. Right. Okay. You guys threw so, me off because I, I, yeah, that that makes more sense. So yeah. six, whatever. But still, two and two. Not worried about it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I don't and, think you and, should be worried about it. Let's also remember the fact that after tonight's game, you'll be two and three. So let's just remember two and three because you lost. One and four. On, one oh, one in four. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. That I was trying to cushion the blow. The but, disrespect. Uh, let's, you. Let's remember. By that. the way, you've already beaten me, so <laughs> move on. But it, you know, I'm, but I'm looking. In all honesty, I'm looking at the sixth place team, Tim, Team Tebow's towards right now. Four hundred and thirty-six points four to my four hundred and ten. So, and I'm yeah. I, even with my ragtag group of backups, I'm still. Still hanging in there, still almost scoring 100 points. So, just Definitely. you're just lucky you caught me on week five and not week seven or whenever the CMC comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had everyone healthy, I'd be scared as Oba's poops for sure. <laughs> All right, so should we uh, transition into the bet from last week? Yeah, I mean, let's let's recap. The fact that last week we had a bet between Connor, Ian, and myself. Ian wasn't forced to participate in the loser's um, revenge or reward. But there were six matchups, and Ian led the way and got four out of the six matchups correct. I, 50-50 split with three out of six. And Conman got two out of six right. He was really hoping that Oba's poops would come through and pull that victory. That was the real big game changer. And I pulled the win. And therefore, Connor on this podcast will be chugging a nice, what do you have tonight, Connor? Today's beer chug is sponsored by Seattle's very own Rainier Ranier Beer Company. I will, uh, I will inform you that this beer has been sitting in my fridge for a very long time. Like, if you had to estimate how long. Like definitely over a year. Like um, MLS Cup status. <laughs> this is like yeah, we we hosted a Cario Mart back when uh, in the times when you're allowed to hang out with friends in person and have people over. And I got a lot of beer donated to my drawer. And as at least you guys, you two know, 
drinking beer by myself is something that never happens. I probably only drink a beer by myself in my house, like maybe twice um, <laughs> on like desperation days. And so, yeah, you guys gave me a reason to, you know, get rid of one of these beers. There it is. I, the crack I did bring of a myself beer. A glass to pour it in the glass because chucking <laughs> out of the can is uh, not very good. And maybe this is delaying my time a little bit. Um, <laughs> the blasphemy of what is happening right now. This is this has not been my best performance of, of a podcast today. I, my computer's crashed a bunch of times trying to pour this beer, and now it's all foamy. This is a pretty pretty pathetic Randy's face right now. It's so so disappointed. Why are you so Why are you so disappointed in me, Randy? The fact that you have a pint glass with you, you don't I'm take it straight it. to the. I'm still gonna. You're chug not it. taking it straight to the face, straight from the can. No, I'm still gonna chug it. I just can chug the beer out of the pint glass way more efficiently than out of the little, uh, out of the can. I hope you can chug the beer more efficiently than you can pour it. Very, very doubtful. Very doubtful. So while while Connor gears up his beer in his pint glass, let's again review. Yeah, let's talk about that in. game. Okay. Yes. I'm yeah, let's Wait, talk before, about. Before, before oh, we do that, can we can we while, while Connor is chugging this beer in uh, in a blasphemous way, and uh, just want to talk about how he got last place last year because we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, <laughs> do tell <laughs> us. Because we well we did change the rule this year, and I will. I'm a man of democracy uh, and a man of the people. Last year, last place was last place in the season standings. He was a basement dweller. And I just want that to go on record as part of the conversation today. And that's all I got to say about that. And that was a huge letdown on my part because I knew when I won that first playoff game, I was under the impression that I didn't get last place. Like, I did a celebration on my own. When I won that first playoff game, I was like, I'm clear. I didn't get last place. I'm good. And then we get to the draft this year, and it was like, oh, Connor got last place. And I was like, what? Like, the Yahoo record doesn't even have me in last place right now. How did this happen? I thought I dodged a bullet. Uh, but the trophy has still yet to be sent. I have not received this invoice. Of, right? Because the person who owns the trophy still got to go ship the trophy and then send me an invoice, I assume, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do it from another state. Oh, I will make this statement. I vow – to do a better job of documenting all of this shit. Like there is, we are getting to a point where we are investing more time and like energy into this league. And so I will document via the text threads and Facebook messages and the Facebook group RIP um, that we used to have uh, and make it known on a Google uh, sheet or something or a Google doc so that we have legacy for the league. So. If something should ever happen to me or I should leave the league, we have record. I'll take that. Because I have no idea, to be honest. I have no idea what you owe or what last place is going to get or if there's going to be a trophy for it. or Yeah, anything, all, so. all of the fees and everything would probably be good to be documented. Uh, especially like as engraving and shipping goes on, it will just be nice to be like, what, like the person who lost in 2020 had to pay twice as much? That sounds a little suspect. <laughs> All right, before we start talking about this game, I'm going to chug this beer. If you if you want to start talking about the game while I'm chugging the beer, because uh, chugging a beer on audio for, for all the listeners out there is 
is pretty lame. Pass. <laughs> we want to relish this moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers. 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 There wow. we go. That was champion chug out of a pint glass. Impressive. Now can he carry on? That's the you know he's he's he's. And that's it for me. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) He's tearing up, everyone. The pint glass was a good decision. It would have it would have been a lot more difficult for me to chug that beer out of uh out of the can. We might need to get you a pint glass sponsor if you continue to get last place in these bets. My. I would happily do that. <laughs> we can we can get some uh, podcast cups. Yes. All right. All right. right. Well, let's get into the matchup. Um, the matchup that won me the bet. Let's go over it. Hell yeah, fried rice with one twenty one point sixteen versus Oba's chunks at ninety eight point six. Um, this was a kind of a scary matchup and I was texting Lenny back and forth about the bench spot opening and the logistics of it because I was down 36 points going into Monday night football with three players playing. Um, and you know, it was Justin Herbert versus New Orleans. Uh, everyone's gearing up about that, right? I had a choice between Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. Um, it was a nerve-wracking, like, decision. Uh, the tight end decision was was nerve-wracking. But I pulled the trigger on Jared Cook. He scored a touchdown for me. Kamara didn't get a touchdown, but had the carries and got the scrimmage yard it needed, and Herbert blew up. And it gave me the second most points for the week uh, among all of our GMs and the win over Oba's chunks. I think if we look at uh, Leo's team overall, Again, previous weeks I've mentioned that Gaskin and Gibson are going to be the guys, right, and they're going to get their carries. You can see that last week um, Gaskin was the guy uh, with what we expected. It's just going to take time for them to develop. I think Gibson, um, they were just playing catch-up, so they didn't – I mean, he got – I think he got 10-plus touches but didn't do anything with his rushing, but his receiving was doing well. Um, The injury bug really hit hit Lenny, right? CMC, obvious, the one we know, then Julio going out too. Um, so the big, probably the big thing for, for Leo was that this is another game that his QB just didn't show up, right? We were expecting him to be a top three quarterback in the league and it just hasn't shown up. Um, honestly, I, I got lucky. Uh, but, uh, what are your, thoughts Leo anyone oh you want, you want me to, to assess okay assess the damage the train wreck of a team uh Oba's poops uh yeah I mean it it's pretty disappointing and disheartening um Gaskin as Randy said is showing up week after week Gibson is getting the touches his double digit touches I think three of the, the last four weeks um just didn't show up this week I mean everybody on my team though besides kicker defense and Gibson all had double-digit points. And again, putting up 100 points, you got to feel at least somewhat decent, especially with a, a ragtag group of backups. I mean, you look at my bench, I have 10.6 points total. Um, that's not great. And I, I didn't use that extra spot. Um, I left that open. Um, but, yeah, it's 
it's, it's not clicking, um, but for a backup team, I feel pretty good. B squad, um, put up a, it made Randy sweat a little bit, so I feel good about that. Um, he's just lucky he doesn't get me another time this year. <laughs> your your lineup does look really good, right? Like when you're like 16, 13, 11, 15, 11, and 12. You, when you hear that in the beginning of the week, you'd be like, oh, I have a good chance to win. And the fact that you're right under 100 points is actually kind of surprising. Uh, when you have that many players in double digits. But, yeah, Lamar has definitely been very, very mediocre. They're getting wins as a team. Uh, but, yeah, just only had one game that was 28 points. And I guess, you know, the first game he had 33 points. So, uh, he's been hit or miss, but not as exciting as we thought, especially when you're looking on the other side and you're looking at Justin Herbert, a rookie, putting up 35 points. Um, Randy, my question for you, you're going into this week um, – Justin Herbert, you had Drew Brees on your bench, correct? Yeah, had Drew Brees on my bench. That was Pat. I'm looking at your bench right now, and he's not on the bench. And so I'm like, wait, I could have swore I saw Brees on there. So you were you made the decision with Brees going against Herbert, and you went with Herbert. Great decision, but why did you make that decision? Yeah, I think so. This goes into the talk with with Ian, right? Like I needed big boom play for a chance to to make this competitive and to take a potential win, right? Um, Drew Brees, while he had a good game, right, with those uh, late touchdowns, Justin Herbert was overall the better boom play. Um, and then you see that he's not on my team, and that was because originally I had Justin Herbert for the purpose of Drew Brees is on bye next week, so I was planning to have Justin Herbert as my starter for next week. And now with schedule and COVID reschedules, Justin Herbert is on a bye next week. And therefore, I'm looking to add another QB to my roster and having both Justin and Drew Brees on my roster going into week six that are both on buys doesn't make sense to me. So I had to commit to one. And so I am riding with Justin Herbert and hoping for a QB to stream next week or to make a trade. You know, I... I, yeah, I need to make some moves, uh, but somehow I don't, I, I think I keep making bonehead waiver moves because I keep ending up in the eighth, ninth, tenth waiver position. And so I don't get any of the people that I put in claims for. So no, Randy, you're not getting CMC. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> like, like a messy divorce. I got full custody. You are not getting access to CMC, not on the weekends, not on Mondays, nothing. So, but if you, you need, if you, another trade. If you need me to, to babysit him for like a week or two and then, you know, like return him back and, and the weeks after we can make that happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, sell Lamarlo. Hit me up. I don't, okay, I don't know spicy. if he needs Lamar, but that is a, a tempting offer. <laughs> spicy. Very spicy. Well, do you guys have any other thoughts about this game that you want to touch on before we move to the other one? One, one last question for Leo. Leo, you, you sent us a text that you were like, I'm not rooting for Justin Herbert. How'd that go for you? Well, yeah, so that was great to see that he just blew up the way he did. So he put it out of question uh, because, yes, to start the game, um, I put my allegiance to uh, my fantasy team above Justin Herbert and definitely above the Chargers. Um, so 
I had to to root against him to start. But then when he when that happened, when when Justin started to put up points, and then Jared Cook ran that amazing slant route for the touchdown, it was gamers. And so at that point, it was yeah, I could I could turn off the fantasy football fandom and turn on the Justin Herbert fandom. So. Yeah, that that Cook touchdown was also a dagger, and that was just brutal. Yeah. But yeah, nice to see Herbert go for three touchdowns in the first half. Terrible to lose lose the games. I felt like I lost on that too. I didn't even realize that I was supposed to be rooting just like you for that game. And then at halftime, I looked at the standings and was like, "Shit, I got chug a beer because <laughs> Justin Herbert scored three touchdowns." Yeah, it's it's a travesty that he's going for as a starter right now. But yeah. It's all right. It feels a lot like his uh, 2016 season at Oregon, too, right? We were just trash. Um, but he shows a lot of promise. There's not a lot of rookies who look the way he does right now, especially with their, their line. He, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does. He just stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. All right, well, moving on to the next game, we have a first here this year at the AKSI Fancy Football League. It is not official just yet. A uh, miracle oh, could right. happen, but it is looking like Twin the Day is going to get their first win of the season. Looks like they're going to go win five as long as uh, Singletary doesn't get three fumbles in the next five minutes of play. I think they're looking good. Over last week's guest, Flying High, we unanimously picked this game to go Ian's. It was impossible to pick Twin the Day on this one, but Brunkhart – uh, was projected to win actually 114. Or no, I, I don't have the projects. Or was projected to lose. I'm sorry, 99 to 101. It ended up being a very close game. Broncar right now at the time of recording is at 113 to Ian's 107. Randy, what do you think about this game? Yeah, I mean it was very un. The biggest game changer, right, was Keenan Allen going out with an injury, and who was on the other side? Mike Williams, and who has Mike Williams? Ryan, the big, big X factor in that Monday night game. Turn it around for for Ryan, right? If Keenan Allen continues to play, you don't probably don't see uh, the amount of targets that Mike Williams had. You probably would still have gotten one of those go routes that Mike Williams is known for. But uh, that was the big game changer. Um, I mean, we can also know that that uh, you know his his Cleveland steamer OBJ can also attribute that he just hasn't been consistent. I get, or has been consistent, right? But on the, the negative script. Um, but man, so proud of Ryan for getting his win. It did come at the cost of Dalvin Cook getting injured, but he should be thanking me because I traded him Matt Instant. He'll be a play this weekend for him if Dalvin Cook can't play. And Leo, what do you think about this game? Yeah, well, I don't know if Ian feels the same way, but Ian is my nemesis in this league. If you go back into the record books, we have had many uh, fantasy football playoff collisions. I got the best of him last year to put myself in the championship. Uh, I've lost to him in the championship. Um, so we just find each other in the playoffs time and time again. And last year, I think was the first time I had beat him in the playoffs. So yeah, I always love to see Ian lose. Um, just gonna <laughs> put that out there. Um, but yeah, to your guys' point, like for, uh, Brunkart to put Williams in at the flex when he had Mattinson and Williams has done absolutely nothing all year, um, was a, was a big boom play and it paid off. So kudos to him. 
And I'm not really looking forward to now being in sole possession of last place, but that's looking like what it's going to be. But hey, now he is one step closer to that mediocrity in the league. So that's hey, keep keep yeah. chugging along. Interesting thing to point out is that uh, Mike Williams was questionable to play, and earlier in the day, Ryan picked up Guyton as the potential mm-hmm. play if Mike Williams went out. But Mike Williams played, and he later dropped Guyton. Um, but you saw Guyton even get some targets too. Um, so he was he was counting he was he was counting his backup plays for sure, and it paid off. I'm sorry, Ian. Um, hey, I received your your coupon, so I appreciate you, but it just wasn't your week. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ian, for those coupons. I got mine right before the Amanda handed me the envelope, like as we started this podcast, which was awesome. Uh, on Ian's side. If, sorry, if we see any mysterious benches or, you know, throwing the game when you guys play Ian later this year, uh, we know why. It's Paid he, off in oat milk. Because he slipped us some free oat milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on Ian's side, I'm sure he was really excited to see Freeman put up 14 points. Uh, they are looking like they're going to be giving him the rock a lot more because uh, the Giants don't got anything going on on that team. Um, but – Brunkhart, I mean, putting Williams in was probably the sub of the week in the league. Uh, we'll see if there was someone who made a better decision, but that uh, made the difference because if he would have played Madison, uh, he probably would have lost this, or he definitely would have lost. Um, so that was a big sub, and uh, I'm excited to see him get his first win. Ian's going to be all right. If you look at Ian's, even his bench, he's still got people scoring points right now. So he's going to be fine. He just had a bad week. Uh, he's going to have to possibly re- replace Keenan Allen. We know he's going to ride uh, the Cleveland Steamers all the way to the end. And uh, it, it's interesting when we talked about Leo score on the last game and you look at these guys, right? Like Ian's got five people in double digits. Brunkhart's got one, two, three, four, five also. Uh, but they still put up more points, right? When Brunkhart's got a, someone who put up less than a point for him. It's just a funny dynamics of fantasy football. Definitely. All right, Randy, you want to take us into the next game? Yes, let's go into your matchup, Connie. Go Mr. Prez uh, versus the L.A. White Claws with Kristen Stain undefeated, putting up 114 points versus Connor's 96, almost 97 points. Um, You know, (laughs) Kristen doesn't care about COVID. COVID can't get rescheduled? Sure. Sure, we can leave Derrick Henry on the bench. No worries. Because why? I'm playing Connor this week. It don't matter. And she showed she showed her hand saying, I don't care. I'm going to run it up with Mike Davis and shove it down your throat with Calvin Ridley. Um, <laughs> Hollywood Brown, I've always been big on Hollywood Brown. He had his first touchdown of the season. Um, I'm going to keep on calling him Patty Mahomes. But Patty Mahomes had his consistent game. He is why we think he is. Um, the big thing that I want to call out is the consistency in her kicker, in Rodrigo. Um, he is the number two kicker in the league. The number one kicker actually isn't picked up. Um, and the 57th overall highest scoring player in fantasy football. And that's just great consistency. Um, the number one kicker isn't picked up? Who is that? I see you, Leo. I know it just happened too. But uh, it is the kicker for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Bullock. Oh. Um, he, by three points. Um, 
if we look at your side, Connor, I mean, monster game from D DK. We know the stud he is. Um, got that that last minute touchdown with 15, was it 15 seconds left in the game? Six seconds left in the game. Uh, so we know the stud he is. We know Chris Carson had a great game too, but everyone else wasn't there. And that was primarily due, due to your depth, right? A lot of reschedules, Jerry Judy going out. I mean, you could probably have every one of your players from your bench play. You could have even had, if you had a two quarterback lead and you had Minshew, would you have still kept it competitive? Would you have won? Probably pulled it out, what, by like a few points? Or no, no? If I started Minshew, I would have still lost. No, I'm saying if you had Minshew on top of. Oh, yeah. On top if, of. If, if I could have put Minshew in there for Greg Olson, it would have been nice. If this was a two-quarterback league and unicorns existed, Connor would have won. Yes, and, and if Kristen could only play one quarterback because uh, Patty Mahomes is worth double. I was feeling yeah, good, too. Like, if you would have told me that Kansas City was going to lose the game – I would have been like, oh, I'm going to be good because Patrick Mahomes ain't going to put up freaking 32 points. But once again, he carries. And Davis also um, didn't expect him to put up 20, right? 89 rushing yards and 60 receiving yards. He's been getting a lot of touches. So uh, that's no surprise. But when I looked at the rest of the lineup, I thought I had a good chance. I said it last week. It looks like uh, – and you mentioned it, Randy. Kicker is going to take Kristen all the way to the, the championship on this one. It's making a big – Big difference on her team. That's a lot of points to get. And then the Rams also put 12 up for her. Um, so those two positions really outperformed me a ton and made a big difference uh, this week. And, yeah, it's gonna lo it looks worse for me in week six as of right now where 95% of my team isn't playing in week six now with all the COVID rescheduling. It's very lucky that Leo's got me on next week. But we'll, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, congrats, Kristen. Way to go. She remains undefeated, 5-0. and uh, That's a very good position. To, to think about how many fantasy games she has won in a row, including the playoffs, it, uh, she's got an impressive record right now. I can't imagine there is a better – in the history of the Fantasy Football League that there's a better stretch of wins for any other player. I don't know of anyone going – um, since, since we're talking about Kristen, Leo, we, we've never put it on record, but uh, we should have asked this in the beginning of the show. What happened in that championship game last year? Oh, he's getting oh. his revenge right now. I have, I have no idea. Uh, I can't remember. You guys tell me. You guys have obviously looked into it more recently than I have. I, I should have looked up into it. I honestly totally forgot about it, too, until right now. But it was, a close, it. it was a close matchup. It wasn't a blowout. Um, I think I played somebody wrong now. I'm, I'm looking it up right now, trying to anyways. Uh, yeah, I left somebody on the bench. That, that sounds, sounds right. Uh, yeah, I played Matt Ryan, which sounds hilarious and, and ridiculous, uh, instead of Ryan Tannehill, who Tannehill had almost 30 points to Matt Ryan's uh, 16. Um, I lost by 10. So that would have done it right there. Um, but, hey. I, I don't look back at that and say, oh, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I never, I never look at fantasy football and say, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Just like with poker, you know, right? You, uh, I had pocket aces, shoulda played on there, but whatever, you know, or pocket twos, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it's, it was a tough, it was a tough loss. I thought I finally found my, my W. I thought I was going to have my name on this trophy, but now I have to get freaking Kristen's name engraved on it. And that's just, 
atrocious, but congrats to her. Uh, what I will say about her team, though, is I feel like that, that green chance to win bar should just always be 100% this year. Like, I, I haven't seen her falter really at all. Um, but advice, if anyone is listening to a, a, a seller dweller like myself, uh, if you have the first overall pick, get your ass the handcuff. Because what she has on her starting running back with Mike uh, Davis, that, that, that could be I would have beat. I think I would have won the last – not last week because freaking Ian's team blew up. But I think I'd be closer to, to 500 than I am right now. I think that's good advice for next year for all of us. At least you got the first pick. All right, let's jump into the next game. The next game is we have Daniel Hanson, the law, versus Lauren Goman, team, Tim Tebow's jorts. And uh, I think Goman just stayed home this week because it was a double up. She was projected just to lose by two points, 102 to 100. But Daniel's Redbirds put up 121 points versus Goman 67. That is pathetic. Um, and she falls to two and three. The law is going to move to three and two, which is amazing for him. Uh, led by the same people we talk about every week, right? Kyler Murray. Thielen is that boomer bus. He put up 20. Drake gave him 12. And so, Randy – how do you feel about the law getting another win? Uh, he's scraping by. He did his, his Redbirds did his thing this week. I mean, I will say he has the same record as the Arizona Cardinals. So that would be an interesting stack to keep track of as we continue the season, how well the Cardinals do compared to his fantasy football team. But, hey, his, his team clicked all around, right? And that's a big thing. If every one of your players can hit 10-plus points, doing well um Thielen had a big game obviously a big big plus with this matchup versus the Hawks who give up so many so many yards so that was great obviously we know what Kylan and DeAndre Hopkins will do Kenyon Drake man he got he got his touchdown but if we look outside his touchdown like he's just not getting the yardage although he's getting the carries right with the exception of one game of last week, he's getting 16 plus carries every game and hasn't produced the yardage that we would expect for someone getting 16 plus cut touches. He had 18 carries on Sunday, right? The, the touchdown bailed him out. So um, at least for Kenyon Drake, the team overall, um, good win. I'm going to give him his kudos. Um, yeah, we talked, you talked, you mentioned that Lawrence team just didn't show up. Um, Jacobs, we know is a workhorse, proved, proved it. Uh, Edwards Hilaire didn't really do his thing, get his touchdown. I think a touchdown when Patrick Mahomes gets 39 points and none of them are rushing touchdowns for Edwards Hilaire, that could change easily. Um, and Amari Cooper, that was a big thing. Amari Cooper just didn't get those targets that you would expect. Um, and so sad to see uh, Lawrence seem your pick preseason favorite to go down in such a pitiful performance. Leo, how are you feeling about this matchup? You know, I just, I haven't looked at rosters that much. Uh, and I just am looking at Daniels and it's just like the only person I've seen with that many players from the same team is my brother. When I used <laughs> to play fantasy football with him, like way back in the day. And he just had all Seahawks and he did terribly. So I looking into the, the crystal ball of, of the rest of the season, I imagine 
he's not going to do very well. Um, and then, as you know, in recruiting, Connor, when we are talking about our best candidates and worst candidates, it's very clear to distinct the two, and we don't talk about them. So I got nothing to say about Lauren's team. Yeah, I don't think she's really earned a, a lot of a lot of air time on this game. Nope. Unfortunate, you know, a lot of single points. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Arizona continues to cook. I mean, Daniel had Edmonds on the bench, and he put a 15 also. So it didn't matter which Arizona running back he started. He could have started both of them, and it would have been <laughs> a ton of points. Uh, it wouldn't have made too much of a difference on his lineup because Henderson also put up 18 Henderson's put up 18 three games out of five now. The other two games were definitely duds. And so that was definitely a great pickup for Daniel. But Daniel's going into the positive over 500 record book. He has got to be feeling good after that. And as long as Arizona keeps playing decent, he might be making the playoffs. No. He's, he's on the high end of mediocrity right now. He's not making right. the playoffs. Let's jump into the next game. We've got uh, Rachel versus Jeremy. The mannequins were projected at 118. Password is Taco at 93. And it was like almost spot on with the projections. Closest I've ever seen it. Uh, Rachel's team put up 118. Password is Taco was one point less than the projections at 92. Leo, what would you think about this matchup? Yeah, I honestly don't have a lot of insight um, into to these two. Again, uh, I, I thought Jeremy was going to pull out the win just based on you know his uh, progression over the season. Uh, that 114 is definitely intimidating. Anyone going up against a 114 projection, um, but uh, yeah, this I think some people just underperformed. Had to make some last minute moves maybe, um, and then yeah, Rachel is is it since she's joined the league. Um, has been a dominant force. Like she's always been somebody that I have, regardless of who's on her roster, I just know she's making moves and, and being smart about them. So much respect to, to Rachel's team. Um, both of these teams, I mean, that's, I feel like these are some of the heavyweights of the league just uh, from a legacy standpoint, if not this season. So, Dang, giving Jeremy the legacy after three years in the league, that's high praise. Yeah, well, you know, the last three years. I mean, last year, I guess he, he wasn't. But to come into the league for the, your first season and win it all, like I was, I was like, Randy, who did you invite into this fantasy football <laughs> league? Like inviting a professional poker player to play recreational poker. Like what's going on here? Um, Whoa. <laughs> but uh, then, you know, Jeremy had last season. We won't talk about that. And then this year he's, he's kind of finding his stride again. So. Um, all right, Randy, what are your thoughts? I mean, I mean, let's talk about the, the big impact was Dak, right? Dak went out with an unfortunate, gruesome injury, um, and obviously that that impacted his team, right? And then we look at Deontay Johnson, who had negative two yards and then went out the rest of the game with, I think, a concussion. Um, those are two big blows by by uh, for his team, um, and probably a big difference maker. We know the pace that Dak was on. He was playing a Giants team that you see the final score, 37 to 34. He was going to do great things in that game and potentially kept up with, with Russ on the other end to keep, stay competitive. Because um, if you look, that's the main difference there. Uh, there's a lot of parity in, in the matchup. Um, even if Deontay Johnson was, was out there and was able to put up a few points. Um, but it's encouraging for Jeremy that, Henry Ruggs did well. Um, so 
we, we talked about in the very beginning of the show, the shocker, right? Le'Veon Bell just got released. Um, I don't think that's a move that where Jeremy then drops him. I'm sure he waits to see who he gets signed by. Um, we see Joshua Kelly on his bench. He didn't do as much as Justin Jackson, but um, we'll see how it turns out later on. Um, Kittle didn't perform. Overall, like, Rachel's team did well, led by Mr. Unlimited, right? That second half performance was was great. Travis Kelsey had his game. Um, what's encouraging for Rachel's team is that Mostert came back. Everyone was kind of concerned that they're going to ease Mostert back into the lineup, and that wasn't the case. He was the workhorse for San Francisco, right? Put up 90 yards, and I think, on 11 carries. Barely saw Jarek McKinnon. Um, Jarek McKinnon is considered the pass-catching back. And if you watch that game, they were down the entire game and they were passing, yet most of it was still out there. So it's really encouraging to see. Um, and so great win by, by Rachel. Um, I think Jeremy put up a respectable point for, for what happened, um, but we'll see what he does in the waiver wire if he decides to make a move. Yeah, well, he's going to have to find someone to replace Dak. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, and that Dak injury probably made – the biggest difference in this game you think Dak was probably good for you know maybe another 15 points there that really turns the tide and makes this a lot closer the thing I want to point out about their matchup was how many points the two defenses almost put up 30 total points Baltimore put up 26 points uh which is just a lot of points for any defense to put up um and I wanted to give a shout out to the Cleveland defense. They had a sack, an interception, a touchdown, and a safety. They are a, a fumble away from having uh, I don't know what what you would call that when you have every defensive uh, score possible, but that's very impressive. Um, and then running backs just absolutely delivered for Jeremy Elliott Gurley. Uh, it's nice to see Gurley getting those points still, uh, but. Rachel's team delivered points where she needed it. I mean, that touchdown by Russ at the last play of the game made sure that her defense wasn't her highest scoring. Um, I don't think he needed that touchdown to win, but that is crazy. If your defense is the highest and you still score over 100, that's a crazy amount of points. Definitely. And kind of on that same same thought of, like, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, like, Jeremy can't look at his bench and think, like, that 17.8 for Henry Ruggs is anything that he should have played, right? So – but promising for, for down the stretch. He needs to, to substitute in for a, a stronger uh, flex play. Yeah, with all the with all the bye week carnage that's coming up, Henry Ruggs is a good person to have there um, because he is improving and he's a speedster. He's only a rookie, so they're going to keep trying to get him the ball. And if, they, if the Raiders play like they did this week, then who knows? The sky's the limit for them. All right, let's talk about the last game, Randy. All right, well – as the last Tuesday night game is wrapping up, um, we have touchdown breezes with the win versus clever team name TBD. Um, touchdown breezes putting up 93 points versus Eric's team putting up 65. Uh, the game is wrapping up. They're putting Josh Allen on the bench with two minutes left. He doesn't need to play down 28 points. But um, oh my gosh, great. that game is forty-two to sixteen. Yep, yep. Great, wow. great uh, win for for Mikey, Miles Sanders tearing it up, um, getting the carries, getting two rush touchdowns. If we look at 
the big difference on Eric's side is that he had no depth at, at running back, and therefore he didn't. He had Melvin Gordon, and the COVID reschedule really bit him in the butt. Um, he had AJ Brown, who had a great game tonight, uh, 82 yards and and a receiving touchdown, but it wasn't going to be enough, especially when you have someone completely out of uh, your lineup. Leo, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, how how do you leave that just completely blank? That gave you a free roster spot. I mean, yeah, he was on the he was in the foursome that played at 750, but we were all on our phones throughout the rounds. We were all making moves and keeping track of stuff. That's just embarrassing. Uh, when we started talking about this matchup, I just that's I just saw that for the first time. And I used to, I'll be honest, I, as a commissioner, I used to spot check lineups to make sure people were playing. Uh, a full roster because that, that that shit grinds my gears. Um, so I haven't had to do that in a long time because this league has been great. But uh, just tisk tisk, Eric. <laughs> but hey, but he did help me win some money on Sunday, so I guess it, it evens out. Tisk tisk, Eric. Yeah, when you're when you're <laughs> playing with people in the league and you have a seven a.m. tea time on on Sunday, there's no reason to leave that that on that uh, that spot. I mean, he he could have put Lewis in. He had Lewis on the bench. And, and and he did it, but that's how it goes. Uh, Mikey continues to soar. I think he got real lucky. You score under 100 points and you get a win. He's got – that was one of those good luck weeks that he's got. Um, he's got three quarterbacks on his roster right now and two of them on the bench almost put up uh, – Derek Carr put up 28. Tannehill right now has got 36 points, but he started Allen who only got 18 points. It did not matter, luckily. But those are some high-scoring quarterbacks. If uh, you know anyone out there has an injured quarterback and they need it, Mikey's up there. It uh, might do a trade with you because he's he's hoarding all the good ones from us. Uh, but this is this is really more on Eric than anything. Even though I mean, not like I mean, even if Melvin Gordon played, he would have needed 30 points to get a win. So that's tough. Um, San Francisco. Giving you negative is never nice to see. Um, Evans, 10-piece. Sanders, Montgomery, you know, not too exciting of a game. 30-point win, but when you score under 100, uh, this is one of those lucky games. Um, is this and yeah, the with, of the show where we do matchmaking and we tell Ian to give uh, – or, uh, sorry, Jeremy to give uh, Mikey a call? I, I think that's a good a good uh, a good hint to both of that. All right, Mikey so that wraps up diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up uh, the games for Week Five in the NFL. We had some transactions this week, Randy. What happened this week, and what might happen in Week Six? Did we have transactions last week? What transactions transpired last week? All right, maybe we didn't have any transactions last week, but I know that. Uh, you send me a text message and you want to make a transaction. Let's talk about this transaction since, since we're live on the pod and let's get, let's get Leo's opinion on what you're offering right now. Yeah. I mean, we know that you are going into a matchup next week with no one playing, right? If we look at your bet, if we look at your starters next week, you are relying heavily on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and the Raiders and New Orleans, there are just a lot of names there with a lot of buys. Yeah, a lot and of so, buys. I've only got I've got four spots 
that have games. I need to fill in five spots this week because of the shift. Yes. So I'm looking to help you out in place of a top tier running back. Um, So I've offered you Michael Gallup, Evan Ingram, and Justin Jackson for Chris Carson and Latavius Murray. Now, my reasoning is that Michael Gallup obviously is a big boom play. Didn't get any catches uh, prior to Dak uh, playing, but once Andy Dalton came in, did have four catches for 76 yards. Evan Ingram had a big bounce back game here and he's getting about eight targets a game at tight end you I highly doubt Noah Fant is going to play next week for you so you'll need a tight end with Greg Olson on by and Justin Jackson looked like the guy in <laughs> in LA for the Chargers um, so we see that he was the guy this past week on Monday Night Football and I'm asking for, yes, a really good running back <laughs> and a potential, my potential handcuff and Latavius, um, who are on by this week. So, Leo, what do you think about this bet? You're shaking your head. You don't like it. Man, I was just at a car dealership earlier today, and that was more bullshit than what I heard at the dealership. <laughs> just sweet talking his way in to get you into a – Situation you do not need. Why do I he not is trying, need it? He is trying to sell you on one game when you have long-term play with the two players that he wants from you. And if he is doing this whole Medusa bullshit on every train that he does in the league, it makes a lot more sense. He just sweet talks his way and lulls you to sleep and says, oh, I do actually need that. He's like, a, he's like a late night infomercial, just trying to get you to buy stuff you do not need, plus shipping and handling. And why, why do you think it's uh, – it's obviously you are in a position where you're playing against Connor, so you're also in favor of not the trade because that's, <laughs> less play, that's also less players for you to play against, right? Hey, I'm not saying I don't have biases, I, but I'm aware of my biases. And, yes, that is playing into my, uh, my anti-sweet talkness. But just looking at it at, at uh, face value – it's it's not a great trade for Connor long term. It definitely plugs the holes for the week, but it's a sinking ship anyways. So why 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 give away one of your best assets? Yeah, I, that's where I'm like, man, Chris Carson has been so consistent and does so well that it's really risky for me to give up. And and Randy's really not giving up a whole lot. Um, if you ask me, right, he's given up his flex wide receiver. Pardon me thinks if I'm going to give up Carson, then I, I'm, I might want Kareem Hunt. What do you think about Kareem Hunt? You're not what getting Kareem I, Hunt. What if I said Kareem Hunt, Jonu Smith, and Michael Gallup? That makes no sense. I think it makes a lot of sense. It, can you it explain makes no sense for what? Randy. It makes sense for you. It makes sense for, for, yeah, for you, but um, when Kareem Hunt for the next three to four weeks is a top five running back in a run-heavy offense, and we've seen that relating Russ Cook and 
Chris Carson is getting a lot of the dump offs. Um, and then Johnu Smith, who just had two touchdowns. And I only, I only benched him this week for COVID reasons. He just had two touchdowns tonight. And you want me to give up the top tight end in the league right now, according to points? Yeah, you put him on no the bench. Sense. You put him on the bench. But I still got the win. <laughs> and wh- where, where are you at right now? Hey, that he's, is, on, he's on the bench. That's, that's how you prioritized him. That is three losses in a row for you. I'm honestly, I understand if you say no, doesn't hurt my feelings. I feel like my team is still going to be successful, but I look at your feelings. Okay. It does hurt my feelings, but I also look at your upcoming matchups and I'm just seeing you might need just boom play. If I look at your overall team, you don't have players that are going to have boom potential. Everyone's very consistent with a safe floor. So that's where I'm coming at. Um, you have Minshew, who is potential boom, but are you going to start Minshew over Roethlisberger? I don't know. So I'm looking at I'm looking at after this week with with Lenny, you're facing Twin the Day, and Twin the Day is potentially trending upwards, but attending how based off how he's doing. Because he got one win, he gets his first win, and Randy saying he's trending. Hey, upwards. he's tre- he's trending upwards. A win is trending upwards, right? If we look at, and we look at week seven, you don't have Jonathan Taylor um, and he doesn't have Dalvin Cook. So it does make it um, fair. He also is going to have Galladay back in place of Mike Williams. You still have Latavius Murray and Chris Carson. Um, And so week seven, it could be a potential loss. We look at week eight, week eight, you're playing... Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> Week eight, you're playing Touchdown Breezes, who's going to have Michael Thomas back. Week nine, you are playing Eric, who has a good team. Then week 10, you're playing Flying High. Do you feel confident with your team going the next four weeks and potentially winning maybe, maybe? one game out of those next four weeks i don't i just think i don't think who you're offering me really substitutes those points though because wide receiver is not really where i'm lacking right because i got jerry judy on the bench to fill in if i want to take out hunter renfro and the running back is where uh i'm giving up my number one running back and then the running back you're giving me doesn't even play this week and so that doesn't really help me either so like the the running back spot to give up that spot is, yeah, I, I think I'm going with Leo. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't help me enough. And I'm sacrificing this week. I, with, you're saying, are you going to go these next four weeks with those teams? But you're also saying, oh, maybe you should just sacrifice those next four weeks to try to get a win this week versus Leo. So I appreciate Leo being on the podcast this week because, because I was leaning in to helping Randy. And uh, Leo helped convince me not to. I also was like, oh, maybe Randy should have just traded me Jarvis Landry right back to me this week. <laughs> sure, you want Jarvis Landry and I'll take Carson? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Landry Why not? Carson. Sounds like a great I'll game. give you Landry and Gallup for Carson. Heck no. <laughs> I know I've talked I think I've talked too much trash about Gallup to to take him, but who knows what's gonna happen over at Dallas now. Now that they don't have Dak, that's gonna be a 
a messy situation. Where's the new chemistry? All right, we've been on this podcast forever. How we uh, we gotta <laughs> let's make these picks real quick. All right, let's do it. So we have a bet, right? Between the three of us, there's only one winner of the bet. Who are picks the most uh, correct picks wins. If there's a tie, um, then we'll just have one loser. If there's a three-way tie, we'll all chug a beer. Can I can I introduce a little twist plot into this this week? Sure. What would a, you like? You get a joker. So one pick is worth double. You could double down on one pick. No, because I'm just going to double down on your matchup. Oh! <laughs> I think everyone would double. I, if Connor picks him, if Connor doesn't pick you to win between your matchup, then I have no faith in this league. Yeah, and Connor, <laughs> Connor knows he's going to lose this week. It's well, my we're all going to Joker if, that game. If yeah. you guys pick the same Joker, it's my advantage to pick the same Joker. Also, I yeah. would, I would like if, if there was a tiebreaker, I would say we can all pick one player in a certain position who we think is going to score the most and whoever has the, who are, which player we pick any fantasy player. Let's pick, uh, let's pick kicker. Cause it's always so obscure with the kickers. Right. So we each get to pick a kicker, whoever scores the most. If there's a tiebreaker, that's our tiebreaker. Sure. All right. If I'm doubling down, I'm doubling down on you and Connor matches. Matchup. All right, we'll do the kicker at the end. First matchup is me versus Leo. Randy, who are you picking? I'm going with Leo. The beginning of the comeback season starts this week. Well, you guys gave me no faith in picking myself, so I'm picking Leo also against me. I'll be very happy next week if, if I come out of here with a win. I specifically picked this week to come on the show, so I sandwiched myself between matchups with you and Randy. Dude, it has worked out very well oh. when we have guests and how they line up with some of these games. That is a perfect sandwich. Very true. All right, the next game is we have Mikey versus Ian. Um, it looks like they've got some substitutions to do also there. Um, Mikey's got two buys this week, and Ian's only got one. Leo, who are you picking? One of those buys is a kicker. The other one is Lockett. Um, I don't I'm, – I'm, I will never root for Ian's team. So, with emotions in the front end of my pick, I'm going with touchdown breezes. Mikey, bring it home. Randy, who are you picking? Oh, this is where I have to differ in picking flying high because Tyler Lockett is on by, but also Michael Thomas is on by, so he doesn't get Michael Thomas. So – it might be tough to fill in. We'll see if – and Julian Edelman. Oh, no, Julian Edelman is playing. So, it was a reschedule. So, I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, when I look at Ian's team, Aaron Jones comes back, and he just has to replace his kicker. So, I'm going with Ian. In, in the spirit of competition, then, I'm going to take Mikey Touchdown Breezes on this one for some parody. All right, the next game is we have Clever Team Name versus Password is Taco. And I'll go first because I went last on the last one. Ooh, it's so hard to pick against Jeremy. Right now he's only projected 83. Projections don't mean anything. Um, gosh, man, clever team name really let me down this week by not even making any subs. And so uh, I got to go with Password is Taco because he's streaking, and I, I believe in Jeremy uh, to fill in any spots that he needs to do. 
I'm Brady, going to. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Eric on this one. Uh, I hope he doesn't disappoint me with a lack of moves, but um, Jeremy's got a bit. It's not a bye week. It's a compound fracture, broken ankle replacement in Dak Prescott, and so. I think Jeremy's got some work to do. There's not a ton on the waiver wire in terms of great quarterbacks. Um, you know, the nice thing about this league is it is a six touchdown, uh, six point touchdown uh, throw. So they they got they have a higher boom potential. So maybe you'll find something good there. But I think Eric will, will take the win here because he's got less moves to make. Definitely. I am also going Eric. I think that Matt Ryan has a bounce back week against Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's defense is that great. And seeing AJ Brown, big confidence boost, get coming back after his toe turf or bruise and put up a touchdown and 14 points. I think that's going to be a big play for him. So I'm going with Eric as well. The next matchup we have trending upwards to win the day against hell. Yeah. Fried rice. Randy, how are you feeling? Are you picking yourself? against the one and four uh, Brunkhart household? Uh, I am not picking myself this week because the waiver wire is thin at quarterback. I don't know um, who I'm going to have at quarterback. Again, my plan was to have Justin Herbert as my starter because of Drew Brees going out. But with Justin Herbert now going on by, it also puts me in the hands of the second string running back for uh, Tennessee. And just like I mentioned, I think that Kenny Galladay is coming back off his bye. So he's going to be put, put in the flex spot for, for Ryan, who isn't in there right now. And then he has his plug-and-play running back two at Mattinson and a running back one if, if Cook still plays. So I'm going with twin the day. Leo, who are you going with? This is a toss-up. Um, talk about a mid-season toilet bowl, right? Um, but I'm going to go here. I mean, shoot, where's, I, I wish I had a coin because it's really it's a, it's a toss-up. Um, but since Randy just beat me and he's trying to um, lull you to sleep with trades, I'm going to go with Twin the Day for a, a two, two in a row. I think this is three for three on Twin the Day after – having no confidence and nobody picking him. He's getting all three picks this week. Uh, I'm definitely picking against Randy because he's in a similar boat that I am. Uh, he's got some uh, – he's got a lot of buys happening this week. And he's good thing he is more experienced on the waiver wire than I am at this point. Uh, so that's three for three. All right, the next game is we have the L.A. White Claws versus the Law. Leo, who are you taking in this game? Obviously, I mean, again, her, her green bar right now is only 65%. It should be 35% higher. It should be 100% over the law. Um, I don't think the Redbirds are, are going to have a great game this week against Dallas. I think they're going to be playing emotional in Dallas uh, for Dak. Um, I am a huge fan of Calvin Ridley. I think he's due for a blow-up game. Um, and Patty Mahomes, yeah, he's going to do – it's going to be just fine. So I'm going L.A. White Claws for six in a row. I'm, I, I can't pick against Kristen. L.A. White Claws have my pick again. I'll note that uh, Monday Night Football, Casey versus Buffalo, is at 2 p.m. Um, <laughs> that's an early game for Monday Night Football. That's, that's Monday afternoon football. Um, <laughs> and so maybe that'll make a difference. But you just can't pick against Kristen when she's undefeated like this. Randy, you going to pick against her? 
Hell no fried rice. I ain't picking against Kristen. Kristen's going to take the win. Let's also look at who's on her bench right now. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to go in there as her RB1. Mike yeah. Davis is going to have one last great game before he hits the bench. And James Robinson's going to have a bounce back game against Detroit this week. So Kristen for the win. Can we just look at her team? It's like one of those teams that's so frustrating you can't trade with because she doesn't need you, right? Yeah. It's like, I was like, oh, who can I trade for Calvin Ridley? It's like, nope, doesn't need a quarterback. Nope, doesn't need a running back. Doesn't need a kicker. Like, Yeah, she, she's got a stacked team. She's looking very pretty right now in the lineup going undefeated. And uh, one more win really, like, creates a lot of separation for her, too. All right, so the last game we have are the Mannequins versus Tim Tebow's Jorts. Randy, who are you taking in this matchup between Lauren Goldman and Rachel Phillips? Ooh, man. Let me take a look at this. It is tough. I, I, I'm going to go with the Mannequins. I think this is a really tough matchup. Um, hopefully, Devontae Adams comes back. Uh, he should be back. He played uh, two weeks ago, coming off the bye. I hope Jimmy G has a bounce-back game. It's going to be a tough matchup, um, but I'm going to go with Rachel on this one. And, Leo, who are you going with? Not so fast, my friend. Jimmy Garoppolo, after putting up a goose egg uh, this last week, less than a goose egg, not a great backup. Not a lot of options out there. We've talked about the, the shallowness of quarterbacks. I think Tim Tebow's George needs this win for the clubhouse morale. I think she bounces back and, and, and gets the win. Uh, but it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a dominant win. And I'm gonna go with oh gosh, I don't wanna go with Lauren Goman on this one. I'm sorry, Lauren. You're, you're my preseason favorite, but it hasn't been a good running. This is a brutal matchup when you look at both of these lineups. Uh Rachel, his team has leaned on Russell Wilson all season, and she's got Jimmy Garoppolo that got benched this week. Is he even gonna play this week? Um that so she's got a big hole there. Uh, but then Goman's got to replace Josh Jacobs, which has been the only person who's got her points all season. And so, but she's got Adrian Peterson, which I guess is a, a good fill in there. Uh, but I'm going to go with Goman on this one. Randy, got to change that sheet because you wrote in Rachel. But uh, I'll take uh, Tim Tebow's jorts on that one. That makes four different picks for us. So uh, the tiebreaker, which kicker, Randy, are you taking this week to be the tiebreaker? Oh, man. This is tough. I am going to go son of a biscuit. I'm going to go with my boy, my kicker, Young Hoku, playing against Minnesota for the culture. Leo, you got a kicker in mind that you want to take? You know, I thought you guys were going to do the whole uh, guest goes first kind of deal, but you didn't, and that's kind of messed up. But uh, I was going to go with Young Hoku because that boy, he has got a leg. Um, but I am instead going to go with the number one kicker in the league who doesn't do much but kick field goals. Uh, on this, or this team doesn't do much but kick field goals. Randy Bullock on the Cincinnati Bengals. 
And I'm going to take uh, Justin Tucker of Baltimore going at Philly on Sunday morning. Awesome. All right. Well, that concludes the show. This is a segment that we have final words. Thank you so much for Leo, the commissioner, coming on the show. Leo, you got any parting words for us this week? Hey, you know, it's week five. It's not week 12 or 13. So no need to panic if you are in the bottom half of the league right now. There is still plenty of time. Like I mentioned, time and time again, there's a lot of mediocrity in the league. But with that said, I just want to give a huge shout out to all the managers in the league for showing out every single week. A lot of 100-point games with all of the ebbs and flows of reschedules and the chaos that is happening in the world. But, um, yeah, appreciate you all. Stay safe, stay healthy, and go Obus Poops. Randy, what do you got? You got any parting words? Um, I'm excited to see some action. Daniel, I'm excited to see you trade Aaron Rodgers. Um, because we still know that he plans to be traded at some point to from you. I don't know which team is going to end up on. Um, I'm here to nurture him if needed. Um, let me know. We can we can make something work. Um, I'm guess. here to trade with anyone in the league, as you can see, making many trades so far. I'm also interested to see who is going to trade outside of myself in this league. I make all of the trades. They're great trades. I put out great people. I'm here if you need me. I know everyone can't see, but I got to give a shout out to Randy's haircut right now. Looking like uh, Sokka from Avatar Last Airbender. (laughs) (laughs) Happy haircut, sir. Happy haircut. Leo, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, Thank you, Kamish. To the Kamish. In you and I, brotherhood and all that good stuff, secret (laughs) handshakes and all. We'll see you guys next week. Later.